Welcome to Bathing with God, the free audiobook podcast from my imagination to yours. I'm Glenn Ostland, and if you like what you hear and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And now I give you Bathing with God. Chapter 10 Friendship Don't make friends who are comfortable to be with. Make friends who will force you to level yourself up. Thomas J. Watson Do not keep on with a mockery of friendship after the substance is gone, but part while you can part friends. Bury the carcass of friendship. It's not worth embalming. William Hazlitt Hey, Quad... I just had a really awful experience tonight with someone who I thought was my friend. Can you help me with this? I've been helping you with it since before it even started. What exactly are you looking for? I don't know. Understanding, maybe? Validation? Understanding, huh? That's a big one. Lots of moving pieces. But let's give it a shot. Describe to me what it is that you think happened, and what about it you would like to understand. Well. I just had a conversation with an old friend. At least I thought he was a friend. I hoped he was a friend. But it's now pretty clear to me that our relationship has changed. Everything does. Yeah, but I didn't want this to. Especially the way that it changed. I understand. That's hard. I can see that you really care about him. I did. You don't anymore? Well, I guess I still do. Or at least I want to but I just feel pretty hopeless that it will ever be reciprocated. So, you are feeling like a victim here? Sort of, but I hate the way it sounds when you say it. Why is that? I just don't want to tell myself stories that make me powerless. But you are powerless when it comes to making someone else really care about you. You can't control how anybody responds to anything that you do. Yeah, this isn't helping. Okay, what do you want from me then? You said that you've been helping me with this from before it even started, so you tell me, from your perspective, what happened? I think you already know what happened. You grew apart. What more is there to say? Why is he so angry with me? Why is he so uninterested in what I think or what I feel? I get so much disdain and judgment from him. Is he right to be angry with you? I... I guess it's right for him to feel what he feels, but... I don't know what I did to deserve it. Why do you think it has anything to do with you? How do you know you're not just making this all up in your head? Because he was one of my closest friends, and now he's just not. Was he really? I thought so. But you remember what it was like, don't you? You recognized early on that you almost always had to go to him. Very rarely did he come to you. You gave him much more of your time and consideration than he ever gave to you. Yeah, I, I don't like the way that sounds either. Because it's the truth? No, because it makes me sound like I'm blaming it all on him. Aren't you? I don't like the way that looks. To who? It's just me here. Your divine imagination. Who are you trying to impress? Okay, Mr. Divine Imagination. Work your magic then. Preach at me. Show me what I can learn from this experience. Finally. That's the question I was hoping you would ask. Well, for starters, you see in your former friend many ways that you do not want to be 
towards other people. That's for sure. You see what you don't want in a friend. So what does that tell you about what you do want in a friend? I want someone I'm interested in who is also interested in me. Someone who cares about how I feel and wants to know what I think, especially about the things they think about. I want to be able to share ideas and concerns with vulnerability and trust, without any kind of judgment. Without any kind of judgment? Without any kind of disdainful judgment. I want to be able to speculate and theorize and be wrong and just enjoy the act of exploring thoughts and ideas. Why is that important to you? It's the highest form of creative collaboration. And why is that important to you? Creativity is important to me because I get bored pretty easily with the same old, same old. Collaboration is important to me because I don't want to be alone. Why don't you want to be alone? Well, I guess there are times when I do like to be alone. You like to be alone quite a bit. You spend quite a bit of time in isolation, you know. I guess that's true. What is bothering you the most about what happened with your friend tonight? There's a lot. He dominated the conversation, lecturing to me about things that made no sense, contradicting himself right and left, never asking what I thought about what he was saying, and just generally being dismissive of me and my positions that I've taken in the past. But the thing that stung the most was at the end of our conversation. He went after me pretty hard for the time I spent last year learning to become a life coach. He said he's coming after life coaches because it's a big scam and he just hopes that I haven't caused too much harm to the people that I've coached. How did you respond to that? I started telling him what my training was and how I approached it. And how did he respond to that? He shut me down right away by saying, I know all about it. He wasn't interested in hearing anything I had to say, just in making accusations. Then he said, I hope you find what you're looking for in a very disdainful way, as if he thinks I'm just totally lost or on the wrong path. I really hated that. Yep. Yep. Is that all you have to say? You wanted me to validate you, right? And to help me understand it better. It sounds like you already understand it pretty well. What more is there to say? I don't know. I just wish it were different. But it's not different. So maybe you could refocus those wishes on something else. Something more productive. What do you wish for that you actually do have right now? A comfortable home to live in? A partner I love who loves me back? Nice. What is that relationship like? It's amazing. How is it amazing? We spend a lot of time together. We talk a lot, openly and honestly. We have an incredible connection and share many of the same interests. Like what? Like emotional, spiritual, and physical health, a commitment to self-reflection, kindness, love, and mindfulness, the ways that our thoughts create our perceptions, and the ways that our perceptions create our life experience, and the ways that our life experience becomes our reality, a desire to choose our thoughts the way we choose our clothing. So things are perfect then? You never fight? Of course we fight. It's always her fault though, of course. Of course. But honestly, even those fights have been amazing. And they've never really been fights, just times of intense frustration. But when that happens, I find myself turning to mindfulness, to my inner calm. Those times always lead to good conversations which create better understanding and harmony between us. And we're becoming more and more resilient bouncing back to love and forgiveness very quickly. I actually really love that part of our relationship. When you aren't afraid of it. 
True, there are times that I worry she'll get sick of me and decide she doesn't want me in her life anymore. Like with your former friend? Yeah, like with him. That would really suck for you, wouldn't it? Yes, I don't want that to happen. So, maybe that's why you're so upset about what happened tonight? Perhaps you're projecting your fears onto places where they don't really belong. Maybe, but I also don't like being treated the way he treats me, especially after so many years of friendship. Is there anyone in your life that you're treating the way that he's been treating you? I... I don't think so. What if I told you that everything you think about him and the way he has treated you is another one of these stories, a fiction based on incomplete information, and is, in fact, a direct result of the way you interact with and think about him. Is that true? What do you think about your egoic mind? You remember what that is, don't you? Yeah, it's my mind, my brain. The mind is a network of communication. The entire universe is a massive network of communication. You can't really see that right now because you only have a very tiny sliver of reality within your range of sensory perception. But I say egoic mind as a way of distinguishing between the individual that you think you are and the universal network of communication that you are inescapably a part of. You think that you begin and end as an individual person living inside of a bag of skin. And in a way that is true, but it is only a small portion of the truth. From the time you were born until this very moment, you have been barraged by a myriad of influences that shape your thoughts, your beliefs, your expectations, the way you create meaning in the world. This shaped your sense of self, your egoic mind, and everything you sense is filtered through that egoic mind. In other words, everything you sense is essentially recreated in the image of that filter. Everything. You only see your friend the way you see him because of the way you filter and process information through your egoic mind. You wanted the magic of divine imaginary insight? Here it is. Your reaction to your friend is not about him. It's about you, utterly and completely. If you think he is being a bad friend to you, then you are projecting your own bad friendness onto him. Throughout the course of your life, you have been constructing a fiction in your mind of what it means to be a good friend or a bad friend. You are comparing the actions of your friend against this fiction that you created in your mind. Don't you see? This fiction you created in your mind is an extension of you and your experience in the world. It doesn't really have anything to do with your friend. So, I'm the one who doesn't really care about him? You said he was making no sense at all. So, I'm the one judging? You said he was contradicting himself right and left. I'm the one with the disdain? You said you didn't like the way he treated you. So this is me, not him. It doesn't feel very good, does it? Not at all. Which is why you would prefer to make it all about him. And thus endeth the lesson. But remember this. Deep down, beneath it all, you are connected by love. That is not just a metaphor. 
You are the universe doing you. He is the universe doing him. You are both temporary synapses firing in the universal mind. You exist for the pure experience of existence, for the joy of creativity, and you are doing it your way, learning what that is, learning who you are, and you are doing it very well. You can't mess it up, actually, because anything you do gives you the experience of doing whatever it was that you did. The universal mind is infinitely expanding with new unique thoughts, ideas, and experiences. You are adding to that. So is your friend. I know that you feel like you've lost something, and I know that makes you sad. Feel it for what it is. Embrace it. Accept it. It is a part of the life that you are living, and like I said, you are living it very well and can never get it wrong. Thank you, Divine Imagination. If only all of my friends were as thoughtful as you. Well, since you only experience your friends through the fictional filters that you have created, in a way, all of them kind of are. Thank you for listening to Bathing with God. If you like what you just heard and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And if you really, really like what you just heard, share it with someone you love and give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you use. You can also like our Facebook page and subscribe to the Bathing with God YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can email me, Glenn Osland, at bathingwithgod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And probably so would Quad. Oh yeah, bring it. Thanks again for listening to Bathing Bathing with with God. God.